Shannon. And I'm Christy. And this is For the Love of Animals podcast, where we are showcasing outstanding animals and their humans on a mission to make the world a better place, one cute animal at a time. You guys, this week's guest and her owner hold such a special place in my heart. We met Allie and Starry last September in LA for a quick little meet and greet on a random Saturday or Sunday after brunch, and I cried um, and proceeded to hold Starry immediately attached to my body for an hour while Shannon talked to Allie about, you know, like life and human and animal things, and all I did was weep and hold Starry in the corner by myself. So Christy has stalked this possum named It's Me Sesame for the longest time. And so when Christy moved from Vancouver back down to L.A. and she was having a little bit of a hard time, I decided to send her a hand painting that Sesame made. With his little handies. With his hands for Christy to help her know that she was missed and loved. And just a few weeks after that, Sesame passed away. But he has such a huge following. He is so well-loved. And we still know he's with us. Absolutely. And carrying on his legacy as little starfish. Yeah. So Ali had gotten Starry, the possum, a few, maybe a month or so. She would have to correct me to be specific um, before Sesame passed away. And so she had Starry, you know, there as well. And we'll hear all about Starry's amazing journey and story and all things possum. I could just like word vomit all over you because I love them so much and I just need them in my life. And you should never be afraid of them and just meet them with love and yummy calcium-rich snacks, which you'll learn about later. (laughs) Just random, random weird facts that are coming out, you know, teaser, teaser facts. Teaser facts, for sure. Yeah, it was really funny because I was down visiting Christy in LA back in September and we were having brunch and Christy turns to me and she goes, did you see that starfish is here in LA? Because she lives, Allie lives in New Orleans, you guys. This was a real chance occurrence. And so- Using my llama's Instagram account, I messaged her and I was like, hey, my llama mama's in LA too. Any chance we can meet up? And she was so generous with her time. She helped arrange like when we were, where we would meet and when we would meet. And she was so, accom- and we all hit it off. It was like we were all sisters well, from across friends. the world. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so magical. And then she even had lunch with us on Monday before yeah. my flight took off so to come back yeah. home so two we, days of starry and ali goodness i mean oh man i really wanted to solidify that friendship so i was like hey let's hang out some more so then yeah so we had her come up here from new orleans up to vancouver washington and uh got to sleep in my bed yeah you guys I got it was a, a four-day <laughs> sleepover party with ali and her sister evie and my sister julie was in town it was like My cat Stan was like the only testosterone in the apartment. He was like having to hold (laughs) down the fort. It was the best time. I got to take a nap with Starry and she slept in my bed with me curled up and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me this year. So, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So far. (laughs) So here is her story and all of the possum goodness and we'll talk to you guys after. Enjoy. 
All right. So you have to tell us. How did possums come to your life? Oh gosh, it's <laughs> why is, possums? <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing that I consciously chose. That I, um, but you know when I was when I was a kid, we had a possum. I grew up um in the D.C. area, so when I was a kid, we had a possum. We used to come um to the uh, come to the back door, and I always noticed. And people always tell me like, oh, I had a possum when I was growing up, and you know for ten years. Um, you know, from when I was five to 15 and I'm like, they only live about a year or two in the wild. <laughs> so, um, so it's probably like 10 different possums, but, um, but yeah, I had a, I had a backyard possum when I was a kid who used to come up and eat cat food on the porch. Um, and so I always, I always really liked them and they were always kind of on my radar, but then I started working as a veterinary technician um, when I was older, they was all dogs and cats. And then I started getting into wildlife too. And Sesame was the first possum that I actually kept on full-time as a non-releasable. He needed a forever home. And then it was just, I just fell in love from there. I love it. <laughs> what defines them as non-releasable? You know, it has to be some reason why uh, sending them back out into the wild is not in their best interest. So usually it, it means that they're either really susceptible to predators. That's, that's one of the biggest things. Sometimes you'll get wildlife that has neurological damage if they've been hit by a car. So it's mm. difficult for them to walk straight or to, you know, accomplish the tasks that they need to survive. Sesame was domesticated by someone who took him in and wanted to make him a pet. So that's another big thing that we do with, um, with Sesame's account is to educate people about why you shouldn't take them from the wild and how to actually help them. If you find one who's orphaned or injured, how to help them in, in a way that works best for them. And that's not, you know, taking them in and making them a pet or obviously not feeding them cat food because that'll make them really sick in the long term. It's okay for snacks and, you know, for the wild possums, if you put out some cat food, that's fine. But, um, but you know, they don't, they don't do well health-wise as pets. There's certain things like starfish doesn't have a tail, so that makes her unreleasable because they use it to carry nesting materials. I have some videos on... Um, on Sesame's social media of Sesame using his tail to carry nesting materials, and it is the cutest thing. Oh, they really? curl, yeah, they curl their tail into like the really tight um, corkscrew, like a coil, and then they bite nest like leaves or anything. He would collect all the puppy pads or anything that he could find around the house. <laughs> they like they'll bite it and then push it back and then use their back legs to kick it into the curl of their tail and then carry it around with their tail inside their tail while it's curled. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I know, it's really, really cool. <laughs> so Starry tries to do that, and then there's nothing back there to catch it. So she's just, like, <laughs> kicking stuff behind her. and Yeah, so that's a big thing that makes her unreleasable is she doesn't have, um, you know, she can't balance very well or build a nest as well or things like that. Yeah, so you are able to take um, these guys with you wherever you go. Is that uh, Did you say that you were a wildlife ambassador? Um, Allie's yeah. been here for a weekend, you guys. <laughs> Sorry, She's been living yeah. with us, so we've been having conversations back and forth, so we might refer to things. <laughs> yeah, it's been a magical experience. <laughs> I know, it's so great. Um, what does that entail, you being a wildlife ambassador? Yeah, and... so um, so it's actually uh, starfish. The possums themselves are, um, are classified as wildlife ambassadors. So, um, you know, so when people say, oh, is she your pet? I'm like, well, she lives like a pet, but she's technically a wildlife ambassador. That just allows us to go, um, you know, meet people, do schools and summer camps and do uh, the educational aspect. Because a lot of times people, I've been so happy with social media and in, in, um, like for its ability to actually reach so many people and with you know, we can we can spread our message. We can share cute videos. I mean, it's amazing. 
But then there's also no substitute for actually meeting one in person and building that connection. And people still remember when they met Sesame and it's like a milestone in their life. They're like, it's, you know, or they say, oh, this is my first time I've ever pet a possum. And um, yeah, and it just, it, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to actually meet people and see, see the difference that it makes in person. Right. Is there like a certificate that makes them a wildlife ambassador? Yeah, yeah. And it's all, um, it's all done by state. So you do have to, um, that's another thing with why they're not good pets. Um, or, you know, it's, it's actually illegal to keep them as pets in most states. Um, so it's all done by state. <laughs> She's rubbing <laughs> up against the mic. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's, so it, it depends on, you know, what state you're based out of and everything. But, um, yeah, you do have to go through, you know, the proper channels and make sure that you have um, a wildlife rehabber's license. And I recommend, you know, following the guidelines and doing everything you can because a lot of the training that I've done with, with possums has allowed me to actually care for them better than I would have if I hadn't um, hadn't actually done the research and the learning because their their diets are difficult. Um, there's, you know, I mean, I'm always learning, but it's like, I can't imagine going into it and not being fully committed to doing the research and the training and everything else. Yeah. Does she need special care as a, you know, when she lives with you at like um, special place that she goes to the bathroom or like, what does her diet even look like? Yeah. Yeah. She uses, um, so she uses puppy pads. She lives a lot like a cat. Like I don't have, um, you know, a cage or enclosure for her or anything. Um, But the babies, you know, rehabbing the babies, you do want an enclosure to keep them safe, obviously. And they're so small, like they'll run and run away and just find it. (laughs) So anyway, you definitely, um, living with her is a lot like living with a cat. And then diet wise, um, they're really susceptible to metabolic bone disease, which is like a brittle bone disease that if they don't get enough dietary calcium, um, they develop really quickly. And I see that's the one thing about having the social media that does make me pretty sad um, sometimes is you can, you see people take them out of the wild and then say, oh, look at my pet possum. And then you can watch, you know, in a matter of days, um, these po- these poor possums like aren't doing well and they have trouble walking. And then, and the people who didn't know any better, um, you know, will start messaging and be like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with them. And I'm like, that's the most common thing that we see as rehabbers is metabolic bone disease. And it's just because people just feed them cat food or hot dogs or, you know, don't, don't really research their diets and know they don't appreciate how complicated they are. Um, so yeah, so that's a big thing we do with the education too, is just teaching people like you don't want to take them out of the wild and make them a pet because you're going to, it's, you're going to be way in over your head. Like, I feel like I'm in over my head sometimes and I'm like immersed in this full time, like everything. But, um, but yeah, they're, you know, it's difficult to keep them healthy um, nutritionally, but otherwise, other than that, I mean, they are just the sweetest, cutest, like, yeah, cutest, cuddliest. <laughs> so she goes, she's, she's finally settled down. <laughs> <laughs> For folks that do have a possum that kind of come up and eat their cat food, mm-hmm. you know, um, should they be concerned about, uh, you know, that when, animal staying at the house and like a threat to their animals? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, not really. They, uh, the possums are about 95% immune to rabies. Um, so they are 95% of them are naturally immune to rabies. So they, um, their body temperature is too low to actually incubate or transmit the virus. And, uh, and they, you know, and it's the same with distemper. So you don't have to really worry about diseases in terms of your animals. And then also, um, possums are pretty, uh, 
they're pretty docile. They actually, people will say, oh, a possum at attacked my dog. And I'm like, I don't think it was an opossum because they, um, they're very like anti-confrontation. They look scary in the wild, but it's very rare that they'll actually, you know, attack or anything. And if they get threatened enough, they play dead. It's an involuntary response. So, um, so yeah, they're not, they're, they're actually really beneficial to have around. And a lot of times, um, once the possum gets comfortable, they, they'll coexist. Um, but we do say, like, I do always tell people, you know, bring your dogs in at night just to keep the possums and other wildlife safe. Um, mm -hmm. Do what you can. Like, we love feral cat colonies. We love cats. Um, but do what you can to, you know, to mitigate the effect that um, domestic animals have on wildlife. Because that's a big, I mean, so much of what we do as rehabbers is um, dog and cat injuries. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's really tough because I, I love dog and cats, dogs and cats. But I'm like, I think we as like a species need to, um, you know, need to just be conscientious about how we, how what we're doing affects the wildlife out there. Attacks mm -hmm. on the wildlife animals. You're yeah, saying, not yeah. the other way around. A lot. Right. No, exactly, doing, exactly. Right, we I say mean, dog and cat um, injuries. Injuries. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. instantly think that the dog or the cat has. Injuries. Oh yes. No, right. no. The and dogs so and cats will be totally fine, and that's then we so get crazy. Yeah. I never thought about that. No, exactly. And it, we see a lot of older, especially like mother, you know, mother possums. Um, sometimes, you know, dogs will kill the mother and then we take in, the, we have to take in the orphaned babies. Oh, no. And even, um, one of the babies that I have now, Baguette, he, um, he had a cat, his, his, um, whole, the reason that he's with us now are because of cat injuries. He had, um, cat bite under his arm and then also on his back. Um, and then he, uh, he has some paralysis in his legs and, so anyway, he's on antibiotics and we're hoping that he, he's doing physical therapy. We're hoping he's going to get use of his legs back. But um, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's really yeah. tough to see because I'm like, it's just the cat's nature. So you can't blame them. Right. But I think we as people, it's like we we can try and do what we can to just right. be conscientious about all the animals that we're affecting. Right. Um, yeah. Habitating with everything. Right. And not yeah. only that, I know, you know, kind of some of the misconceptions of possums besides, you know, are they attacking my animals? Mm -hmm. They do a lot of really good things for the environment around your home, right? Yeah. Like, oh, they really do. They, um, a single possum can eat up to 5,000 ticks in a what? season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. Isn't that? And but are there like, are there like a million that live on your cat? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, like, well, like 5,000, but that's yeah. like probably I mean, like 5% of kind of, what's on your cat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, no, because cats are fleas. Oh, but yes, dogs yes. get ticks and the ticks are like so bad for the yeah, dogs. So technically yeah. they're protecting your domesticated yeah, animal. No, they being, really are. Right. And they're protecting humans too because um, Lyme disease. Like there's yeah. a, a big thing where, you know, if the possums are eating the ticks, it's keep it's helping to fight Lyme disease, which, you know, affects people and pets as well. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So they are great to have around. And they, um, they'll keep like mice and rat populations down. Oh. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll eat them or they'll, um, you know, they just scare them away. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, they are, they are great to have around very little threat and actually a lot of benefit. So whenever I, whenever people call me and they're like, I have this possum in my yard. Do you know who I can call to have it removed? I'm like, don't remove it. I'm like, I'm like you're so lucky. Actually, yeah, you're, so lucky. you're welcome. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, count your blessings. Because yeah. <laughs> and possums aren't rodents. No, they're correct? not. Yeah, that's that's very correct. They're um, they're actually marsupials, and they're America's only marsupial. Wow. I know. So it's pretty cool. And the Australian possums. Um, which are marsupials as well, are actually named after the American opossums. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I know. Isn't that cool? That yeah. Cool. And the opossums from America start with an O. Yes. And then 
the possums in Australia just start with a P, so they yes. drop the O. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and there are um, there are actually uh, over a hundred different species of opossums um, in uh, North, Central, and South America, which is really really cool. Because you think, yeah. I mean, as as North Americans, a lot of us think of like the Virginia opossum, which is mm-hmm. what um, sesame was and what starfish is. Yeah. Um, and what we you know we almost exclusively see in North America. Yeah. But um. But yeah, like Central America has some crazy the opossums. Like if you see, if you look up um, water opossum, those Ooh. things. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's like a whole new world. And there's like little tiny like pygmy opossums. There's, what? I know, there's all sorts of opossums. I know. You have to do an international adventure and like go and yes. rescue those guys. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> or just like introduce Starry to her cousins. Yes. Yeah, her amazing. extended family. Yeah, her extended family. Oh. <laughs> Sesame was your first, and he was mm-hmm. the one that got all big on social media. And he was how old? And I heard that male possums don't live as long as female possums. Yeah, you know, actually they um it's they run into possums in general, like male and female, run into um, some health problems that cut their life short. They typically in um, like in situations where they're living in a house not susceptible to cars and everything else, their lifespan is about three years. Um, but male possums do are susceptible to heart heart disease, um, heart issues. So a lot of times you'll see. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but you'll see someone have like a non-releasable possum. Um, who passes it like a year, you know, from heart failure or something. Um, and then uh, female possums actually are susceptible to a lot of like reproductive um, diseases Aww. and afflictions. Yeah. So there's, I think it's pyrometria. Um, I should, I mean, <laughs> I, don't know. I always, I always feel weird, like saying things that I know that are going to be immortalized on recording yeah. because yeah. I'm like, wow, if I got that wrong, then well, we'll put, we'll fact check it and okay. we'll <laughs> update the outro if we yeah. need to change that. Okay. Awesome. I think it's pyrometria. I think is the, the name of the disease, but, um, yeah, they have uterine, you know, they have some, uh, uterine and ovarian problems and stuff like that. Possums are called Dedelphi and Dedelphi comes from, um, dual uterus and they actually have two uteruses. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they have pouches. The yeah, they do. possums have pouches, but they're different than like a kangaroo pouch. They are. They're so they're not they're not different um, from like a physiological like a uh, physiological standpoint. But just you know, when people think of a kangaroo pouch, they think of straight across and like a little, um, you know, I mean like a I don't know how to say it, like a, yeah, like a little purse that goes straight across <laughs> and they just dive in. Um, the the possum pouch is actually more like vertical. Um, and then they have 13 nipples on the inside. So they have one in the center and 12 around like a clock. So how old is Starry? How did Starry come into your life? So Starry is about a year old. And, um, and she came into my life because there, um, there was a rescue who called me that had, um, had her, but she was housed with other babies and they nipped her tail off, basically. Yeah. I know. And the, the other rescue... Um, realized that without her tail, you know, they knew that without her tail, she wouldn't do well in the wild and that she would need a forever home. Um, but a lot of the rescues that do rehab and release are so, um, so focused on other babies and, you know, rehabbing them and everything as it is just a full-time plus job and everything. So they, they were like, she's going to need a forever home with someone who can really pay attention to her meet her nutritional needs, everything else. And, um, and I had known them, um, through some of the work I was doing with Sesame so, yeah. So they called me and they were like, could you take Starry in? And this was like 
re- like shortly before Sesame passed. So mm-hmm. I actually, um, you know, I, I knew Sesame was getting older, but I was like, you know, I think they could get along. Like, we'll see. And I didn't expect Sesame, um, you know, in my mind, I was like, he's going to live forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I know. Any I know. true animal lover tells them Yeah, I that. know, right? <laughs> yeah, people were like, they only live three years. How do you do it? And I'm like, don't tell me that. I, I, I just, I just gonna pretend they the live records. forever. Yeah, yeah, he's going to break the records. Yeah. Well, but luckily, anyway. he has, like, a whole legacy. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah, beautiful thing about social media. Is I like, know. He yeah. gets to do that. And all of your, you have, you're so creative through your Instagram and, like, <laughs> just, like, with your poster is so cute. But then also, like, all of your artwork. Because you're an artist. Yeah, yeah. And you do all of the artwork and, like, the pins that you have. And yeah. Yeah. It's such an outlet for me. Like, it's so funny because I, I love doing it so much and then people are like wow that you know that must be like a lot of work or something and I'm like it doesn't feel like work and I know that's so cheesy to say (laughs) like it's super cheesy but like I just I love every second of it so um yeah it's it's been like it's so nice to have their social media where I can have that outlet and then also like appreciate them and channel channeling their voices is like one of my favorite things to do yeah totally (laughs) that's Um, what I do love about having um Sesame's legacy and everything was that it made it, it made his passing. Um, like I knew because he, he had been getting older and I didn't want to see him suffer through anything. Um, so I did, it felt very natural and, you know, and I was pretty okay with it, but I was like, how do I tell, you know, at the time it was like a hundred thousand people. I was like, how do I tell a hundred thousand people that like their friend is, you know, has like, has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was amazing. Like the outpouring of support People were doing all sorts of fan art Mm -hmm. and telling me how much he meant to them. Um, And it was just so amazing because I felt like I was in it with so many people and we could, you know, we could be in it together. And then Mm -hmm. also I do really feel like he's still with us in so Mm -hmm. many ways. Like to me, it was just like another aspect of his journey. You know, another aspect of his life is, you know, going on to everything that's come after. Yeah, like everything that's come after. And I think he's, yeah, he's still with us um, in a way, you know, he's not in his perfect little possum body or big possum body anymore yeah. but <laughs> but you know he's still his with, spirit's us. with us yeah his spirit's with us and he still like you know guides a lot of what what's happening and what we're able to do and the friends we make so yeah well I know we feel like we have a piece of sesame here because so Christy is a longtime follower of sesame mm-hmm. and then she told me about her love her love session for him <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. she had just moved to LA and I was missing her terribly as a friend. She was like, oh, this is such a big transition and stuff. Yeah. And so um, before Sesame passed, I actually got, I actually ordered her a painting of his. Oh. Um, and it was really sweet because I was like, oh my gosh, I can go and get, like, she can have a painting of his that he actually painted for her. Yeah. And it was so sweet. And so I surprised her with that. And it just made her day. Yeah. And then, like, a week later, he passed. It was, like, passed. two weeks. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It was, like, really? right yeah. after. And I was, and I was like, like, oh, my God. I was like, oh. what a great, I'm glad I did that impulse purchase because yeah. had I waited, she would have never gotten it. Oh my gosh. And Starry does that now, too. Yeah. I think that's so amazing. How do you, how do they paint? Oh, my, it's, it's so funny. It's. I, I put all the canvases out um, on the floor and obviously like I keep Home Depot in business in terms of like drop cloths and stuff. <laughs> I basically just like drop cloth my entire house because she will. And then I put a whole bunch of canvases down and um, and then I let her pick out her colors. 
So I put a bunch of colors out and then whatever one she's gravitating towards. So then I, and then I put out a little bit on, you know, on um, plates for her. And then she just walks around. And a lot of times she makes a big old mess. And then, uh, and then I got to wash, wash her feet off. So she likes to do a lot at a time because um, she doesn't really love baths. She loves the painting. Like, she has a great time with it. And I don't know if she thinks of it as, like, walking around in mud puddles or what. Like, that's what, in my head, I imagine that she's thinking she's walking around in, like, rainbow mud puddles. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> rainbow mud puddles. I know. But she, um, but yeah, but then the cleanup that we have to do afterwards, she's, like, not into that. Like, she's like, just leave my feet multicolored. I don't care. Yeah. She's like, I can be a rainbow possum. Yeah, she wants to be rainbow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have a little, like, wipes that I use. And you just wipe wipe her feet off. And then a lot of times I'll, you know, like, put her in a little bath. Yeah. Very short little bit. She's a lot like a cat where, like, they hate baths. So, so anyway, so we do. It's really fun with the painting. We do a lot at a time. And, um, yeah, and she loves it. And, like, I love seeing what she comes up with because it's. And we've yeah. gotten. It's really sweet. Like, it's. um. Someone sent her a, because uh, we have an art gallery in New Orleans, so it's called Gallery Berger, and if anyone, you know, wants to reach um, Starry, they can send things to her there, and um, and so someone sent her a painting made by penguins. <gasps> oh, cool. I know, I know, so I'm like, this is going in my special, like, <laughs> On my yeah. special wall. Yeah. And, you know, people will send, like, fan art to the, to the gallery address and stuff in New Orleans. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. So it's really fun. I love it because, um, you know, she's not the first, like, animal to make paintings or anything. Right. And so it's actually now I feel like I have, like, a collection of paintings made by animals. Yeah. And, um, and it's so fun to send her paintings out, too, because it's, like, such a personal aspect. Like, all yeah. the merch that I do, um, you know, I, I design it and then she, she gives approval and everything. But um, but the paintings themselves are like so personal from her, that um, yeah, that it's really nice that people can feel connected to her and know that she painted them something. Yeah. So is that your favorite activity to do together? And if not, what is? I love napping with her. It's like the best. <laughs> I mean, it is the I, yep, best. Yep, I can wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, yeah. she is the best because she just has like her little smile and her I little teeth, her tiny little teeth, and um, you know, and she does. Like, a lot of the videos that we post where she's kind of napping or, like, we're petting, I'm petting her or anything, um, they do that little fist curl. Yeah. That's, like, the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, oh, my Yeah. There's, it's just, so definitely napping. It's, and like, way up there. One of the things that I found out from you coming here was that um, sometimes she sleeps with her eyes open. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, people sometimes they're like, what is she doing? And she's, like, total just space cadetting but not moving at all. And she's sleeping with her eyes open. And I didn't, I thought it was just a sesame thing. And then I had Starry. And then I started, like, looking around at different, you know, possum groups and rehab circles and stuff. And somebody else mentioned, like, oh, they're just sleeping with their eyes open. And I was like, oh, I guess it's a possum thing. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, when she's sleeping, I'll just gently, like, run my hand over her face and she closes them. And I'm like, that's better. Because <laughs> otherwise she's just, like, staring off into space. And I'm like. Yeah. So because of all of the all of the experiences and stuff that you've had with Sesame and Starry, what has been your favorite so far? Oh, it's so it's so hard to um I don't know, it's so hard to pick one thing cuz every time I think of something like more things come to mind that we were right. able to do. Um we just recently met Jackson Galaxy, the the cat daddy, the guy who does um, my cat from hell. 
Oh, I yeah. don't know who that is. Oh, it was. Uh, it's an animal he was planet, so sweet. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. an animal planet. Oh wait, show. my cat from hell. Yeah, yeah. I oh, was thinking like, that from hell. No, I was thinking that was like an Instagram account or something. Oh, like yeah. I was going social yeah, media yeah, and not right. like television. Yeah. I have seen that. It's such a cool show. It is. It's such a cool show. Okay. And he is amazing. Like he's so um, compassionate, but also like empathetic with animals. I mean, I could tell. Like he was holding baguette, and I was like, they have such a connection. And even with oh. Starry, like it was. So that was amazing and so much fun because I come from like a traditional media background, like more so than I'm like obsessed with social media now. But it's funny because I always on my radar is always like traditional TV, um, film and like journalism. Um, So, yeah, so it was it was really cool, like, you know, meeting him and just learning a little bit more about his day to day life and like what his creative um, process is like in terms of like, you know, he's obviously following his passion and, and completely immersed in it for, you know, decades. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was really cool meeting him. Nice. Um, yeah, there's been, I mean, I love the meet and greets cause we meet people who have been fans, you know, we meet new fans. We meet people who've been fans for years and, um, and just, you know, the connection that they have. Like, I almost mm. feel like sometimes like they have a separate relationship, you know, with yeah. Starry and when they were meeting Sesame, I was like, wow, they have their own little bond, you know, that I'm not yeah. even, like, necessarily a part, like, I'm a yeah. part of it, but, yeah, you know, but it's just, it's so fun, like, I feel like we're going to meet their friends, like, with this meet and greets, I'm like, oh, we're meeting Starry's friends, you know, and yeah. then I get to meet them, too, and yeah. she's, like, introducing me to these friends that she has, and I'm like, oh, oh that's so, so cute, <laughs> yeah, so, we're all Game of Thrones fans, <gasps> including Starry, oh, yeah, yes. she, Loves it. And she now she's starting to be able to watch more of the episodes. I don't have to close her eyes. And Little Baguette, who's a teeny tiny. I don't know if, if people listening have seen um, Starry's social media. She has the baby squad right now, who's the babies that are um, being rehabbed for hopeful release um, with, you know, Sesame's bed and breakfast. But, um, but yeah, so the baby squad is obsessed with Game of Thrones, but we don't let them watch it. They just get to listen to the music and ride around. <laughs> so, yeah, we are so excited for it's the episode, this this new season. Our hearts can't handle it. All right. Well, by the time this airs, we're going to know who ends up on the Iron Throne. So who no. does Starry think? It's her prediction. Oh, gosh. What if it's the Night King with Cersei as the Night Queen? <laughs> <laughs> People will rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The world. Starry's ears just perked up. Like she yeah. was, she was like, she was oh, like no. oh no, oh no, the uh-uh. world will rally. Be like seven years lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she'll be, and they'll be ruling over all the people that have become whites. Like yeah. Sansa Stark will be a white. Ever, uh, we're also all Harry Potter fans, and Starry yes. has yet to be sorted into her house. Now, Starry, she goes. Um, if you get Slytherin, it's okay to choose something else. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We love Slytherin. Starry, what do you think? Oh, oh, oh. oh. <gasps> Ravenclaw. Oh, wait, she's wait, looking. Wait, she's, wait. she's investigating. Oh, she's testing them all out. Gryffindor. Oh, Gryffindor. I'm so proud. I've never been prouder. I oh mean, it gosh. makes such sense because she's very smart. So I can see why she would consider Ravenclaw. Right, right. But she's also so brave being an ambassador for the masses yeah. and 
taking on a possum education. Oh my gosh. What is that? Yeah. That was it's such a magical experience, that, right? Yeah. That was really magical. And what a curveball. I know. <laughs> she was like, she's going to have so much I was like, <laughs> and she really did consider them all except for Slytherin. She really did, yeah. What? She did such a good smarty. <laughs> Starry. Oh, that was so fun. That, that was, was so fun. Well, that was great. Rockin', thank you so much, thank Ellen, for you. coming and visiting the Pacific Northwest. Um, we have loved every second of it. This has and been a dream come true. Yes. Having Starry sleep in my bed yes. <laughs> has been so magical. And last but not least, tell us all the ways we can find about find you, find Starry. Yes. Okay. So we're on um, we're on social Instagram and Facebook. Under uh, Instagram is at it's me Sesame. So if you type in Sesame the Opossum and Starfish, you'll find us on Instagram. And then also Facebook is under Sesame the Opossum. Um, so you can find us on Facebook. And then we are also, um, they have their own website at www.itsmesesame.com. And then, um, oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. She's slipping and sliding. Here, come here. Come here, my sweet thing. We only have pause the recording like some other animals. Oh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Story got a little excited and yeah. she was nervous about wrapping up the episode. So. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was like, I don't want it to end. She's like, I'm a Gryffindor. Now we can talk about bravery. Right. Right. <laughs> she was like, I had so much more I wanted to say. So, um, so yeah, Sesame and Story, they had um, their own website at uh, itsmesesame.com. And then, uh, and we have all of our merch and kind of like events and educational um, things up on there so you can find find us there and then if you want to um, see come see the merch in person before you get anything or or send your own fan art yeah or send your own fan art um, you can come to or mail anything to Gallery Berger it's in New Orleans it's at 736 Royal Street which is in the New Orleans French Quarter and um, and then we also have Coco Alley which is C-O-C-O-A-L-L-Y com and two shops in New Orleans. So either of the Coco Alley shops in New Orleans or Gallery Berger, we have a whole bunch of Sesame merch and you can meet Sesame's family and come say hi. And everyone should come to New Orleans anyway because it's just a magical place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so thank much you, for your time. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you guys think? I hope you are just as overjoyed and excited and all of the good animal lovey possum things that you possibly can be. Just because I am. A sp- possibly can be? Possibly can be. That's what I heard. Or <laughs> I was like, that's oh, really quick. possibly can be? Oh, snap. Yeah. I love how, like... I can listen to Allie talk about possum facts and like they're just such unique animals. I could just like listen to her talk about her love for them and like all the unique dietary things and just like, I don't know. Just There's I so could, much to learn. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. Like we spent a whole weekend with her and I still like want so much more. Yeah. Well, we're going to get it. <laughs> this is true. Because we've already planned a trip to go visit her in New Orleans later this year. This is true. We'll probably end up doing a... um Oh, a little mini episode. Yes, absolutely full of lots of videos because she has all the babies right now. 
Yes, they might be gone by the time we get there. But if you follow her on Instagram, which you should all be doing, just saying, you'll see that she has a new permanent baby possum added to her family named Daffodil, and she's also a tailless possum. They're so And just cute. the cutest little baby angel, just so sweet and tiny and small and fits in your hand. Oh, I can't wait to meet her. It's going to be the best. It's yeah. such, yeah, it's so amazing having all these friendships with all these really cool animals. It's true. Go stalk them, you guys. If you're in New Orleans, go say hey. Sometimes yeah. they're in L.A. Go say hi. And they're also often up in Washington, D.C. Yes. So follow yeah. her. Those are the three main places that they usually, like, hop around to. Yeah. She's really good at posting when she does meet and greets. And then if you're in New Orleans, she also has three shops, which I know she talks about in the episode. So you can go check out her amazing artwork. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite pieces of her artwork that's like on clothing and all different kinds of things is like this little rainbow with two clouds on either end and then like all different animals along the rainbow and it's just you know what I envision life to be like in my like head that's like the fairyland where all the animals live on the rainbow and I'm just like hanging out on the cloud with my arms open like come to me animals come to me you know <laughs> the dream <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's so wonderful. So yeah. stay tuned, you guys. Keep following, and we'll have updates later this year. Yes. Currently, Christy, who are you obsessed with? Well, you know who I'm obsessed with because you showed them to me. Oh, my God, you guys. You're so welcome. Buckle up because Tito the raccoon, all one word, T-I-T-O, the raccoon, and his new family addition named Cheeto, the raccoon. <laughs> yep. It can't get that. It can't get much cuter. You're, I mean, you're all welcome. They are the cutest raccoons I've ever seen in my entire life, and they have little handies. And there is, oh my God, I don't even know how far down it is, but when I was like doing a little searchy search... In, a little stocky stock. Yeah. So he had Tito has a swimming pool, and there's an image of him somewhere in the feed. I don't even know how far back it is, but it was on, you know, like suggested posts. And he's in the kiddie pool with water, and there are little fishies in there. And he's just like splaying his hands around like a cat on the bed, just like playing with all the little fishies. And it is so stinking cute. Oh, my God. I mean, every picture is really cute. But, man, I just, I love me. Possums and raccoons are, like, those, my favorite street cats. Those street cats for you. My, yeah. my favorite street <laughs> cats. Oh, my gosh. I just want them all. Give them all the huggies. What about you, Shannon? Um. So, clearly, my love session today is love-sessed by many because he's kind of a local. Like, not a local. I don't know where he is. <laughs> He's definitely kind of like a big celebrity on Instagram. But okay. I'm kind of slow to the game. But um, if you haven't stalked him yet, check out Fuzz Berta. So it's a girl? I don't know. F-U-Z-Z-B-E-R-T-A. And it's a little famous hamster 
that they dress up, you guys. Oh my God. I can't even. <laughs> they dress her up in all, and her friends in all these like pop culture outfits. I can't even. I'm just <laughs> looking at her. It's just okay. So it brings you joy. It brings me so much joy. I mean, it's so much easier to, dr- to dress a hamster than, than a it llama. is like a llama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have them like on the Iron Throne and they have like all of the, of course, like videos of them like chewing and like they have them um, dressed up for, uh, what show was this? <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Blessed be the fuzz. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's super cute. I just, it's so, um, so great. So you need to go and Daenerys. <laughs> oh my God. Mother of dragons. On a dragon. So yes, go, uh, if you, if you aren't one of the 200,000 followers of Fuzz Brittle already, go and stalk her. Um, I'm sure she doesn't need more followers, but she should have more followers because she's pure entertainment and joy and oh happiness. Oh, my gosh. I mean, all the things that animals bring to us every day, which <laughs> is why they're so important and should all be loved. And why we have the segment so everyone can have their more joy and love in their feed. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be love-sessed? I don't know. Um, We also have... Big news. Big news. Last week we had big news, and this week we have big news. Oh my gosh, you guys. We have a new Patreon supporter, you guys. Yay! Two hot dog! One a week. I mean, I'll take one a week. That's amazing. Uh, sh- Should I give the shout-out of who it is, or do you want to give the shout-out for who it is? I mean, I can give the shout-out. Well. Or do you want to give the shout-out? I out? probably should. It's to my mama. Yes. To my llama mama. Yes. Thanks, mom, Lori. Lori, you're the best. We love you so much. Yay. All the support. Thanks, you guys, to our friends and family. It's so amazing. And to all of you wonderful strangers out there who yeah. just love animals as much as we do. Right. It's so incredible. Every listen matters to us. Every like, share, comment It's been so great to see you all engaging and interacting with us after Anna's episode. We hope you'll do the same for this one. And as you go back and listen to previous episodes, feel free to share your thoughts, ask questions. I mean, we want to hear it all. Yeah. good. I mean, the bad, you can probably DM us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Their laugh is a little too loud. (laughs) I know. Christy, stop baby talking to animals and gritting your teeth like a psycho. This is just season one, you guys. We are learning and growing. I mean, I'll probably always be the same. Sorry, guys. But buckle up. It's fun. Speaking of our Patreon account, we have so much great footage that we couldn't compile into this episode and some extra special questions that we saved specifically for our Patreon supporters about Starry and amazing fun facts about possums, talking about their anatomy and the history of possums. There is so much fascinating information. I don't think Shannon and I can convey enough like how interesting it is and how much information there is out there. And Allie has a background in journalism, so she's really great about finding all of these amazing details. And she's really just a creative mastermind. But it's really exciting to start having some really great exclusive content for our Patreon supporters. So 
if you're able to become one, we want you there. And there's really great footage for you to check out and see. Yeah, it's like a party. It's like an exclusive party in the Patreon account. Right. And who doesn't love a good party, especially an animal party? Oh, my gosh. Those are the best parties. Those are the parties I usually go to, actually. Or those are the only people I talk to at parties, (laughs) the animals. Yeah. I've gotten in trouble for that in the past. For those of you who aren't fully aware of what Patreon is, it's just a great platform that you can go to to help support us financially. It's anywhere from like a dollar to like 15 maybe. And you can go from a one-time payment to a three-month to five to six, whatever. It It's just an easy way that you can show us support, and that will help us be able to get better sound equipment since we go on the go. We don't always have this great studio to record in or maybe even help us with flight tickets so we can go interview those amazing guests that don't live locally. Um, And it just really helps this project be the best that it, it can be. So thank you so much for your support. Yeah, you guys are the best. Is that all we have? Should we just wrap it up? Yeah. All right. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week. And as always, extra special magical shout out to the person who makes us sound this good. Thank you, Tyson. Tyson, you're the best. You're the best. Simple Monster Creative, bringing all the lovely sound and editing goodness. Yeah. See you guys next week. 